Spread the word. Stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition, and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Hello and welcome. You are listening to River Radio, Let's Talk Business Show, with me, Fiona Johnson. I am normally joined by Lindsay Wright, but today she can't be with us, so you've just got me on my own, um, and I'm accompanied today by the lovely guest we've got, which is David Williams from the power of one fitness um but i ought to just explain that um it's quite interesting why Lindsay isn't here because literally at the 11th hour she discovered that someone in her family had tested positive for covid so we are just rolling with it and we are also just demonstrating that's real life out there is that's how we roll um but welcome david hi how's your week been it's uh, not as exciting as Lindsay's, by the sound of it. <laughs> um, but I think you've walked into our studio at one of the best times, to be honest, because we've got Christmas on the horizon, we're all running on empty, and we're thrilled to welcome you here, So, because you specialise in bespoke exercise and nutrition, and that, to me, sounds like perfect timing. Mean, we've got, what, a couple of weeks to go before Christmas? Yeah, if uh, if you're counting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you not, have you not got an advent calendar? <laughs> Uh, no, no advent calendars uh, this year. Uh, the children are a little bit older, so um, the house is bereft. Oh no! I think you can always have advent calendars in the house. Just you know, it's, it's just it's that excitement of whether you're going to get a little picture of a, I don't know, a, or what do you get, sort of a clown or something completely random at Christmas? But that's what happens, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but on today's show, we will be finding more about your um, finding more out about your business journey. Uh, we'll be learning about how you help your clients to be the best they can be, and that's not just physically; that's mentally too, isn't it? Absolutely, because exercise is medicine for the brain as well as the body. And um, when I started my business, it was all about um, I was I was fascinated by the fact that the systems of the body interact and they body brain connection the gut connection it's all all in, interlinked and if you're exercising your brain is going to be a better off for it and stimulated yeah, absolutely. absolutely i agree i agree um and then as we mentioned we can't get away from it christmas is around the corner so we'll also be debating some of the seasonal challenges that we all face um and we've also got some great music which has been chosen by david himself and i think you're going to like this one we've got some different tracks I hope so. Um, the first first one, oh, I, I, I'd love to... Tell us about it when, when we okay. come to that. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of going to keep everyone hanging because I think it's... <sighs> yeah, we, like, we like these. Um, so, first of all, I'm going to ask you is, how did you get into fitness? How did I get in? Well, <laughs> a long time ago uh, in school. No, it was, it was through school. I've always loved sports. I've always loved chasing a ball around the field um, and things like that. And then... Um, after a couple of different careers, uh, selling computers and having an, a graphic design firm, um, I decided I was coaching sport outside of, of those. Um, and I decided I wanted to be a teacher and teach people how to, how to play sport and, and enjoy sport and, and get the best from it. So um, that, was, that was the start of the journey. Um, the coaching of, of American football, funnily enough. Oh, really? Um, and then that led into into teaching 
many, many different sports at, at schools. So. Yeah, that's a lovely way to get into it, isn't it? Sort of well-rounded um, and also the sort of, as you said, the sort of mental aspect of how to train as well, because you'll mm. need those skills to be when you're, te- when you're teaching. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, and then you obviously set up the Power of One Fitness. Whereabouts are you based? Um, the, I've got a studio gym in, in Waltham St. Lawrence, um, which is between Maidenhead and, and Twyford, really. Um, and yeah, I, I will coach people in person there, but also anywhere in the world because I've got an online app um, and I will create programs based on people's goals, equipment available, time parameters and, and, and other tangible things like that um, for them. And they can uh, access their, their fitness programs on an app on their phone. Fantastic. And so, I mean, it really is bespoke. You can't get more bespoke than that, can you? You've no. got an app and you design it for them and they're halfway around the world in a different time zone. Absolutely. Um, but they can still do it. That's they, fantastic. They, it's not beholden on my time. They, they can all... All my clients online can work out at 6pm on a, on a Wednesday evening, for example, and it's, it's, it's fine because yeah. I can see what they're doing. Not I can see it in real time, but also I can I log in. I use the same software for my in-person clients. Yeah. And uh, they... I have a dashboard and I can see what who's done what and celebrate every win that they've, every personal so, best that they've hit. So they really can't pretend that they're doing the, the training that you set them. Absolutely. <laughs> well, they, they, they can say that they're, they're doing it, but I can see that they're not. And uh, if, if, they, if they aren't logging in or aren't training, I'll, I'll check in with them. And that's a key Which is part why you're of it. there. Absolutely. Absolutely. As, as a coach, that's really important. As for the client to be able to check in with them, to have that accountability and, and know that um, I'm not beating them if as such i'm just going hey is everything all right are, yeah. are you okay are, are the programs too easy are they too hard there's a disconnect there obviously why they're not doing it as life got in the way do we need to push them back a little bit it couldn't be more important and i think that's why so many of us sort of fall by the wayside because we haven't got one that sort of person chipping in going come on come on have you done it have you done it but also yeah. that it, you know life does get in the way so when you've got someone on your side going okay so how can we work around this um, and that that's just really brilliant to know. But um, I'm also quite curious, because obviously you work with real people, mm-hmm. one-to-one, you've got a gym. How did you find and cope with lockdown? It wasn't the best, mm. I'm going to be honest. Um, yeah, eight months out of that, that 12 was uh, spent not twiddling my thumbs, but I couldn't coach anybody in person, really. Um, yes, there was a section in the summer where we could work outside, but that wasn't in the studio gym. Mm. Um, so it was it was hard, um, but the online uh, aspects of things kept kept it going, and I was able to. When initially I transferred all my in person clients online free of charge, yeah, not realizing. Three months later, <laughs> we'd still be in lockdown. Um, so, I don't think any of us knew, did we? No. Like, we'll just do this for a few weeks. It will be fine. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was that was tough. Um, but when we went into lockdown too, I, I said, look, we, I'll put you online again if you wish, but I will have to charge you for it this time. Yeah. And, and, and several clients, lots of clients actually said, yeah, that's fine. We'll do that. And you made it work for yourself and for yeah. them as well. Absolutely. And that's why... I'm a coach. I, I'm helping. It's all about helping people. Initially, that's why I became a teacher, and now that's why I'm a coach. It's it's about helping people be the best they can be. 
That's, yeah, I, I, absolutely. Okay, I get that completely. And of course, there's that first, I think everyone's initial fear of, oh, how's it going to work online? You know, whether particularly with fitness. Um, and then actually you do adapt. And especially, as you say, if you've got someone who's doing it bespoke, it's like, right, we'll make sure it works for you. It, you know, we might try this method with someone else, but this is what works for you. Exactly um, and did you have your app beforehand? Or has that come yes. about? Oh, no, okay. I, I started the app um, in, I think about October 2015, after starting as a personal trainer in earlier that year in 2015 um so it's i've had it a while and so it was just an extension of that um and and being able to have something online immediately for clients was was beneficial for them and also it it, it allowed that continuity of contact yeah head of the curve that's what it was, wasn't it? Trying to be. Absolutely, that's great. <laughs> and is it an app that um, you could access? Is it only for the one-to-one training or can you access it? It's got useful information. Um, if people wanted to find it now, if they're listening in, is that possible or is it very much part of your programme? It's part of, it's part of the programme and people pay for access to the app. It's not a, a standalone app with, with free stuff on, unfortunately, um, yet. But that's a possibility in the future. Exactly. And then if they wanted to find out more, obviously they can go to your website, which yes. is the power of fitness.com. Dot com. Brilliant. Okay. That's really good to know. So I'm fascinated. So you were obviously you did your teaching. Mm-hmm. You then decided to set up your own business. What what was it that led you to to take the plunge or, or inspired you perhaps? There were a number of reasons. Uh the, the I'd been head of sport at a local school for 13 of the 16 years that I was a teacher and grown a, a department, successful department, but I think it was burnout in the end. I, mm. I just had enough I, and I handed my notice in not really knowing what I was going to do. Find uh, a true entrepreneur. <laughs> and that was in the October, um, had conversations with numerous people, including family and friends and people I knew in the fitness industry as well. And by January, I'd signed up for a personal training course, despite having been coaching sport and PE for many years. Um, you need that bit of paper to, to allow you to coach people one-on-one in person. Um, so that was done and dusted by July, probably went on holiday for two weeks, came back in August, or end of July, and had my first paying clients um, first of August. That's fantastic. And haven't looked back. Haven't looked back. That's brilliant. And is there something in particular that you really enjoy about your job? The thing that just gets you up in the morning and... Yes, personal bests. Really? People doing things that they didn't think they could do. They think, no, I'll just play it safe. And that's part of my job as a coach is to, to push and to encourage and to not cajole, but just help people realize that they they actually are stronger fitter leaner healthier than than they possibly thought they were or to help them get there mm. and that's that's what gets me up in the morning and i do <laughs> i do annoy some of my in person clients by dancing around the gym when they hit personal best <laughs> can we demonstrate that now please <laughs> uh, oh, i've got headphones on i <laughs> I don't, don't want to tear the uh, studio apart. But it must be so rewarding, as you say, when you've yeah. got someone that comes to you and say, well, I, you know, what, presume, you know, what are your goals, et cetera, et cetera. And then they, and they say, well, I'd like to, but I'm never going to get there. And then you can turn around and go, come on, you know, yes. what we've achieved. And it's, people often come with, with amorphous goals. I, I want to lose weight mm. um, or I'd like to be fitter. It's not a, there's no concrete goal there. So you've got to, you've got to dig down and ask why and, and then keep on asking why. And eventually you'll get to a, an emotional goal, an emotional 
tag, a link to why they want to do that. And that's what you tap into um, as a coach. And that's where you get that connection. And, there, and that's why there are, there are so many personal trainers in this, this Thames Valley area. But it's horses for courses. There are, there's one for everybody. Mm. And it's about finding the one that fits best for you. Yes, no, I can I can understand that. And then you presumably must get some people who are really who really know what their goal, you know, they want to do two marathons back to back or something like that, something Absolutely. completely mind blowing. So you've got the other end of the spectrum. There there is that and that's in a way that's easier, but you also need to find out why they want to do that. Yeah, okay. Again, you've got to Dig find deep. out why. And because there's there's I want to run a ten K. That's that's a concrete goal. But why? Why why is that important to you? What makes that the goal? And so keep on asking why. And it might be, I want to get, it may be that they've never run before and they've, they've heard the 10K is a good thing. Mm. And oh, I'm going to hit 10K. Okay, well, let's start with small steps and let's celebrate all the small wins along the way. Because if you just go out to run a 10K, it's, you might do it. And then you keep on doing it. You're probably going to burn out pretty quickly. And so let's build you up slowly. Um, and I'm a great believer in, in slow and steady wins the race. Oh, the tortoise and the hare. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. And, and it, it, if you keep on, and that, um, that's my ethos is, and that's been the ethos with the business as well as with, with clients, is it's very much do small things consistently, keep on doing them, and then that adds up to a huge, great big result. Yes, and I think that's something you can apply not just to fitness and, and health, but to lots of aspects. You know, a bit like running your own business, actually. Absolutely. Sort of so often you have to, when you've, you're sort of hit with something that's monumental and you think, I can never cope with that. My mantra has always been to break it down, baby steps, baby like, steps. Like, like when your co-host doesn't turn up. <laughs> yes. Well, we're only a few minutes into the show. Let's see, we've still got a while to go. <laughs> um, but I was going to say, so was, the trouble is that for everything positive and what gets you up in the morning, mm. are there things that, you know, what sort of, dare I ask, what's the worst sort of thing about your job? That's worst, the one. worst kind of thing <laughs> of my job? Well, um, it's, it's the it's, early mornings or the... the yeah, the, the hours are not very sociable. Mm. Um, and when clients are starting at seven in the morning, um, and when it's cold and wet and blown a hooli outside, then it's not fantastic. Um, and you're working through to eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. Um, that's that's probably the least endearing aspect of the job, but everything else makes it worthwhile. And it's it's seeing people succeed. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Isn't so, it? it's, so it's, it's amazing. Yeah, um, and obviously you're one to one. You offer a lot of um, other aspects as well. Is that what you think sets you apart from the sort of mass market bigger gyms? The personal service is that because yeah. you know why would people come to you? I suppose absolutely. It's it's the one to one, but it's it, that there's one to one and there's one to one, and and I like to think that I care, and and part of my personality is that I, I believe I'm a, I'm a caring person, and I genuinely do care about people's success and people getting where they want to go with it and hitting their goals, and if something's not working, then we'll figure out a way around that and we'll so say a, a movement pattern's causing them pain, then we'll, we'll change up the movement pattern a little bit so it's not causing them pain. Or if they've got an injury, then we can rein it back a little bit and do other things that will still help them hit their goal, but in a different way. Mm. So there's, there's, there are many, many different ways of doing things. But yes, in answer to your question, what sets me apart? It's, I think I care. 
that, that's good to hear. And I was going to suggest the other thing is, am I right in thinking that you do nutrition as well? I do nutrition coaching. I, I've reined back on that a little bit um, simply because the personal training side has taken taken over, especially since the end of lockdown. It's gone a bit nuts, which is fantastic. Um, but the, And the nutrition coaching has taken a bit of a backseat, again, mostly because people want physical training. They don't want the nutrition coaching. But the co- nutrition coaching is, in my head, vitally important. If you want, if you've got a physical yeah. goal, um, so I do chat all the time to my clients about nutrition, but it's just it's not officially it's so under nutrition coaching. I have to ask you, and mm-hmm. I know this is going to be relevant to any business owner out there when you you're at the office or you're working from home, and lunch gets squeezed and you have very very little time. I need to know what does someone like you eat for lunch and what would you recommend we should be doing for our lunches when we're you know you can't you, you with all the stuff you can buy is, is not the stuff we should be putting in our bodies it tastes very nice but. absolutely uh the first thing you should do is probably make time you say yeah. you're getting squeezed and in my calendar lunch is is there it's set every day an hour of lunch downtime it's, it's, it's non-negotiable it's yeah. downtime i might not need an hour you know, to, to just eat my lunch but i can read i can take time out i can i can do other things in that lunch hour. And that is non-negotiable. That is set every day. Um, so that's the first thing I'd, I'd recommend any business owner, anybody listening to, to do is, is to go, okay, find the diary, block that time out. That is that's yeah. non-contact time. That's Use a teaching term. <laughs> Take the boy out of teaching. <laughs> yes. um, but that, that's, that's, that's non-negotiable. Um, and, so, and then in answer to the second part of the question, what should you be eating? What you enjoy? Oh, I like that. What you enjoy eating. <laughs> the, 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 nutrition is, in my head, it's, it's, it's on a continuum. At one end, you've got really, really healthy. Down the other, you've got not so healthy. And ideally, we should always be aiming to get as healthy as possible. But we're human, right? Mm. We enjoy what we enjoy. Food is a huge part of our culture. We're coming up to Christmas, as you mentioned earlier. And so it's really important to enjoy what you're eating and as a result of that i will never set anybody a meal plan oh i like the sound of this and because that's the trouble as well i think we all get very confused with what we read you know in the papers or on the internet there's a lot of mixed messages out there and you're constantly i think people constantly compare themselves Mm -hmm. i know we shouldn't but it's what you naturally do and so and then you sort of tie yourself in knots because you think i should be eating this or shouldn't be eating that and and actually just saying right do I enjoy it? Yeah. And that's, the, you've said, said the word there, should. As a coach, I hate hearing that word, should. Where does that come from? Mm. I should be doing this. Who says? Why? I should be eating this. Why? But it's, it's, it's one of those, you, you, if you eat what you enjoy, but, and you're aiming to be as healthy as possible, then, then that's, in my book, you're going to get there. And it's, it's, again, about small gains. We're, 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 you, you said on, on media and on the internet, it's all about quick wins. But slow and steady wins the race. Uh, yep, absolutely. And if you, if you just cut out half a teaspoon of sugar out of your tea, instead of a teaspoon, you have half a teaspoon. And cut back gradually. And, cut, and yeah. just do that consistently over a year. That adds up to an awful lot of calories. And actually, just that's a very good point, isn't it? Over a year, because again, everyone's sort of a bit like, need to cut out sugar. Oh, over over a week or something, or or by tomorrow. And actually, to do it over a year is. um, But why cut it out completely? You know, if cut back, 
just or make a substitution. So if you've got, you know, stacking's an issue for you mid-afternoon, go for the fruit bowl instead of the chocolate bar. Mm. It's still having something sweet. And the sugar within fruit is wrapped up in fibre and everything else, so your body responds really well to it. Yeah. So just making swaps, making substitutions is, is also really important in, in, in nutrition coaching. Brilliant. Thank you for that. I think it's really, really interesting, and I hope everyone's taken something away from something positive around food, which is often not the case. No. Now, I think it's time for some music. And okay. the first song you've chosen is by a band I haven't heard of before, which just might say more about me than anything else. But I'd love you to introduce the song and, um, and tell us a bit more about it. Absolutely. Well, both songs, actually, are probably by... They're, they're, they're by British Americana bands, and... Um, I've long been a fan of country music. I love country music, so it was great hearing Dolly Parton <laughs> singing us in Dolly. at the start yeah. um, with Nine to Five. But uh, I got introduced to country music. My dad loved it, uh, and, and Willie Nelson and Kenny Rogers, and I had all that background. But recently, I've I've started going. Well, we've got some great British country music musicians in, and uh, the Wandering Hearts is a is a, is a uh, a band that's British, as is my, my second choice, which I'll talk about in a bit. But uh, "Devil" is just a fantastic song. It's a, it's a, in in that Americana style. It tells a story, but I just love the musicality of it. They do have they do tell good stories, don't they? they so do. this is "Devil" by the Wandering Hearts. Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio. Well, now for some pop music. I don't care, call me anything you like. I can see my redemption in your eyes. From my fool's paradise. Trombones falling like the rain. You're looking at me, but I won't take the blame Lightning sometimes strikes the same Suppose some things never change
Welcome back. You're listening to River Radio with me, Fiona Johnson, and I'm joined today by David Williams of The Power of One Fitness. Um, And you are listening to the Let's Talk Business show. We were just listening to Devil by The Wandering Hearts, which was, we we were just discussing, I I don't know the band, but actually I'm going to go and look them up now because I I thought that was a very lovely, upbeat, you just, you can't sit still with a song like that, can you? No, and that's why I love it. (laughs) See why you love it. Um, Right, David, we are going to do a little quick fire round, just have a little bit of fun. Hold on to my hat. And this is um, just so that we can all get to know you a little bit better. So don't, it's no trick questions. Okay. (laughs) um, So, Marmite or peanut butter? Marmite. Beer or wine? Oh, it depends on the situation, beer. <laughs> it's like, how can you choose? Uh, blur or Oasis? Blur. What's your favourite sport? Rugby. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Relaxing break or an adventure holiday? Right now, a relaxing break. <laughs> I, think, I think everyone would say that. And where's your, where would be your favourite place to go? Uh, oh, Mauritius. Oh, Actually, yeah. If you're going for a relaxing break, Mauritius. <laughs> who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Absolutely. It's grey and miserable outside. Milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Dark. Oh, very healthy. Um, what's the furthest you've ever run? Uh, on a rugby pitch. Oh, <laughs> keep going. Full just, speed, full speed. Just keep running around the rugby pitch. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> um, are you a night owl or an early bird? Early bird. Have you ever broken a bone? Many. Playing rugby? Rugby, American football. British Bulldog. Actually, oh, like, actually, if you're going to play those sports, what do you expect? Yep. And do you prefer fact or fiction when you're reading? Ooh. Historical fiction. Historical fiction. Oh, I've got a favourite book. Favourite authors, uh, if, you, if I may. Mm. Uh, Bernard Cornwall, Con Eagledon. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, those two, yeah. two guys. Are, Lose yourself. And, and Ken Follett as well. Yeah. And the nice thing about historical fiction, this is what I think anyway, I feel like I'm learning something. Absolutely. <laughs> as I kid it's, myself. I love history and, and, and history is all about stories and that's exactly why I love historical fiction. Oh, good. Well, well done. You passed with flying colours. Phew. But there's one more trick question. Okay. Tell us something unusual about yourself. Um, okay. I'm missing 14 inches of bowel. <laughs> okay, I didn't see that one coming. There you go. I and probably don't want to ask why. Crohn's uh, cr- <laughs> disease. Oh, oh gosh, that and that's something you you have to live with, isn't it? So, yeah. so that was cut out when I was ooh, nineteen, um, and yeah, lived with it ever since. I have to have a vitamin B twelve injection every twelve weeks, but uh, hasn't stopped me being as physical and playing lots of sports and doing what I do. Isn't so. that fabulous? And then look where you are now. Look at the business you're running, and it hasn't stopped you. If anything, maybe it's inspired you. Maybe that's yeah. why you've you know brought the nutrition element in as well because you're fully aware about what one needs to put in their bodies. Absolutely. Very good. Now, I also hear that you, 
we just talked about books. We also like to read business books as well, don't you? I do. Um, have you got any that you'd like to recommend to share with our listeners? Uh, for sure. There's, there's Well, there's two I've got um, in particular. In, and the first one is, is The Compound Effect. And that alludes to what I was talking about earlier, about slow and steady wins the race and doing small things hab- habitually, day in, day out. And that then will lead to much, much bigger things. So it's just about... It, it, it lays it out in, in very simple terms for for people new to business or any anything any uh, avenue of life really. Just if you and, and the I don't know how to say it. The, the analogy that he he gives first off is is the magic penny. So if I gave you a, would I if you if I had the chance to give you which I don't unfortunately <laughs> if I had the chance to give you three million pounds today. Mm. Or a penny that doubled every day for oh, for thirty one compound days. effect. Okay, which one would you rather take? Oh, you're putting me on the spot now. Yeah. It's the magic penny. Yeah, yeah. Because by the end of the month, you're on ten million or ten million plus. Fortunately, my brain doesn't work that quickly on the maths, but fortunately, I thought yeah. there's a clue here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's great. And that so you you've read the book and it sort of inspired yeah. you and it it. It translates to, to what I do in, in the gym, really, because you, you do one gym session, you don't see any result. You do another gym session, you don't see any result. Or you're eating healthy, you don't see much result. Until you do. And so with the magic penny, even day, I don't know, day 20, you're still only on 200 pounds or something. And it's the effect is just starting. You're starting to notice a little effect. Mm. But it's it's if you do those things, small things, day in, day out, Eat as healthy as possible. Move when you can. Do what you can when you can, with what you've got. Even that, if that's just your own body, then over time, then you will become much healthier, much fitter, much stronger, leaner. Whatever your goal is. Yeah. So yeah. that's why the compound effect chimed with me. I can understand why. And it's those incremental changes, isn't yeah. it? Um, that you don't see, and of course that's a trouble because it's like I want to be able to see that my genes are baggier or whatever it yeah. might be but actually it's like yeah you will you or, will or in yeah. a business sense i want to see my business growing and i want to see it now yeah Hang on, you've just signed one new client if you so if i equate it, if you sign a new client a week i've only signed one new client this week hang on, but or one new client a month but that over the course of a year that's 12 new clients yeah or people say oh, i only lost a pound this week in weight mm. well, over the course of a year, that's a lot of poundage. That's fifty-two pounds. That's a lot of stone. <laughs> that's a lot of body. <laughs> yeah. So just it's 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 we're in, ingrained through the media and everything else to to have quick fixes, have hacks, and try and have these grand showcase events that we lose a lot of weight or we gain a lot of money or we do really well in business. But as Arnie Palmer said, it's it's you know, the more I practice, the luckier I get. Well, yeah. it's, it's that whole thing, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's just. Do what you can, when you can, all the time. Be consistent in that, and then the magic happens. Absolutely. And was there another book that you wanted to mention? As Absolutely. Well? It's a, it's a book called Change or Die, which is a bit of a stark title, um, but it it's it opens by talking about how nine out of ten uh, heart attack patients who have stents fitted in the states, nine out of ten of them will be back in having another stent fitted. Within a couple of years. Oh, that's not a good statistic. Because they can't change. Mm. Um, because it's it's 
the doctors go, you've got to do this, you've got to change your lifestyle. And it's, it's too much for people to handle. Whereas it's all, the book then talks about reframing and repeating. And, and so you, you, you offer people hope. And that's, that's what I like to think I do, is when people come to me, they, they go, I, 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 need, I want to change. And I will offer them hope and by offering them hope and then showing them case studies, showing them how they can, how they're actually stronger than they think they are or they, they're able, more capable in a fitness society, uh, scenario than, than they think they are. Suddenly that's a small win and we celebrate and we grab all those mm. small wins and those and back to the compound effect. Yeah, add them up. Add them all yep. up over time. And so it's about offering people hope and, and reframing the their perspective on life because... There's a lovely quote by in in the Change or Die book by a chap called Dean Ornish who who was still is a heart surgeon, but he has his own program where he guides people after the surgery into a, a new way of eating, a new way of living, and coaches them with their peers. And it's that that oh, I've been given hope. It's actually not just been thrust upon me and so the quote from Dean Ornish is people don't resist change they res- resist being told they have to change oh that's quite profound it is, isn't it? It is because, very profound sorry I had to take that in yeah. and just yeah because okay. if you tell somebody that if, if I if I go to somebody yeah you need to be fitter yeah what's the natural human reaction don't tell me what to do yeah, they dig their <laughs> heels in so if, if you tell somebody they're wrong or that they need to do something the natural human reaction, it's, it, it, we all do it, is to stick our heels in, in the ground and go, ah, yeah. that's not going to happen. And yeah, if, you've got, if you've got teenagers in the house, you'll know full well <laughs> yes. like that. That's exactly what happens, right? So yeah. it's, it's about reframing people's perspectives and, and, and offering them hope and showing them and then guiding them through uh, a new way of doing things and that will lead to, lead to change. And so for me, that was a very profound book. Um, and and it, I read it... Ooh, when I first started out, I think, as a personal trainer, and it's had a profound effect on how I do things. But also it talks about not only heart patients, but there, there's other case studies in there where, that, for example, General Motors and, and how they struggled with the unions. And Toyota came in and took over a factory that General Motors said, that's not going to work. They, they're, they're too unionised, they're too bolshy. And Toyota engaged the workers and allowed them to make mistakes but also to come up with ideas of their own on how the assembly line could be better mm. and suddenly what was deemed unworkable from a business point of view from, by General Motors who shut the factory down Toyota had taken on the same workers because the union said they had to but suddenly it's a thriving factory turning out cars that have no defects yeah. the workforce are happy they're thriving and it's, it's ranked as one of the top motor manufacturing plants in the US yeah so it's a, it's a very yeah. interesting book to read sounds very interesting but it's in, but also you mentioned when you started out that this these books mm. had a profound effect on you um is there anything that you wish you'd known at the time that you know now when you start a business that you you know i'm thinking of all you business owners listening in and we've all got those oh if only if only so is, is there anything you'd like to share as a sort of business tip yes it's very overwhelming starting a new business mm. um and you try and do everything yourself and you it can be very lonely uh and i i was working on my own in my studio gym 
not really going out, seeing anybody until I started networking. And suddenly that opened up a huge new world for me because there's there's other people like me working yep. on their own, but they've all got these great skill sets and they can help me and I can help them. And yes. so it's 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 that yeah. key takeaway for, for as a new business owner was get out there and network. Yeah, and of course it's not just networking to find clients. It's actually no. your support network. It's building that community, as you say, where people can, you can all help each other and learn from each other and just actually, you know, we're social beings, just mm. hang out together and, and you're all going through the same things, maybe not at the same time, but there is a great power in networking, certainly. Absolutely, and and, and there will be people at different stages of their, their business journey and that some will be starting out just like you. Some will have been through with the, those teething troubles that you're going through. Some people will have started and not had those troubles, but then discovered stuff later on that you might be going through. Now, hang on, and you can, as you say, you can. There's a commonality there, and and you can help each other. Yeah, so. absolutely. Oh, that's really. No, I think the top tip. I like that one. Um, now we're going to come on to your second track, mm-hmm. and I think this is rather appropriate given the weather we've had this <laughs> week. I, I'm sure it wasn't chosen it for wasn't, that reason. It wasn't. <laughs> um, but yes, maybe you'd like to introduce your second track. Yeah, this is by another uh, British band uh, who are big into, into Americana, British Americana, and it's by a band called Morgan Way, and it's called Hurricane. Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio.
Hello and welcome back. You are listening to me, Fiona Johnson, on River Radio Let's Talk Business Show. Thank you for listening in today. We are joined today by David Williams, who is the owner of The Power of One Fitness. Hello. And don't forget, if you've missed part of today's show, you can listen to the show again via the website, which is river.radio, or as a podcast via Alexa, Apple or Google. And of course, if you want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having on the show, please do drop us an email too. Now, we can't really pretend that Christmas isn't fast approaching. And um, as much as there's a lot of uncertainty at the moment over how social we can be, whatever happens there, we know that one thing is for certain this Christmas, and that is that we will be eating. We'll be eating in the run up to Christmas and we'll be eating even more over Christmas and we'll probably be doing a lot of sitting as well. Um, So even those that of us that regularly exercise will find it difficult, won't we, to carve out some time to keep our routines up. So I'm very keen not to be a party pooper, but I know that David has got some really good tips to share with us um, so that we can sort of come out the other side, basically, in a good place, um, maybe slightly larger, but basically in better in sort of spirit and in mind. Um. Absolutely. And it's, for me, it's, it's Christmas is a huge part of our culture and eating is a big part of that. So let's enjoy that. And as I said earlier, in, enjoy what you eat. But there are some tips, as I say, I want to, want to give people some tips. Um, the first one is avoid the meat sweats. We've all been there. What is it? What, what's a meat sweat? Have you not watched Friends? Oh, jo- golly. Joey Tribbiani ate too much turkey and ends up with the meat <laughs> I do sweats. remember. I do remember. Yeah, and it, it is actually a phys- physiological thing is where it? you eat too much protein. Your body works really, really hard to digest that protein. And, and uh, yeah, it, you end up having, in, in inverted commas, the meat sweats. So tip for that is, is eat slowly. Don't just. That's eat. so simple. It's so simple. Yeah. And 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 stop when you're satisfied instead of when you're stuffed. So eating slowly will definitely help that. And the Japanese have a, have a word for it. I can't remember the top of my head what it is, but it basically means eat till you're eighty percent full. Um, and and know when you're eighty percent full. Yeah. So by eating slowly, because it takes there's there's a physiological cues that it takes about fifteen to twenty minutes between the the, the stomach talking to the brain, going actually you know what I'm a bit full. And so by eating slowly, you've got more chance of the brain registering that you're full. Whereas if you're just eating not very mindfully and just stuffing yourself, quick, got to get that chicken, yeah. that turkey leg in before somebody else steals it. Then that sounds like my family. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you, it gives you, uh, your body a chance to, to catch up and, yeah. and the brain to go, actually, I'm, I'm pretty full now. So, it, so if, you, if you slow down as well, you, you sense into, you savour your food and you can feel content with eating much less. Yes, and I, is it um, true as well about chewing more or something? Or maybe that's just part of that's the slowing down. Yeah. yeah. So by you know, the, the old wives' tale, is that, is that the way, way we say it, of chew your food a hundred times? Well, it, that's just a way of Probably saying Probably a bit tasteless, but... Yeah, just, just <laughs> slow it down, just slow down. Be, be aware of the, sen- of the taste of the food, the sense of the food. What is it? Is it crunchy? Is mm. it, is, so be aware of those kind of things instead of just mindlessly watching a Christmas film whilst so true and reaching for the box of chocolates yeah Yeah. while you're not you know you're not thinking it through and that's the other thing isn't it about um, second helpings as well if you can spread your meal out so that you've got 15-20 minutes then actually you don't 
you know you don't need those seconds it's pure greed isn't it uh, so it's it's not necessarily greed it's just it's just the body going i don't know i'm full yet so okay. the brain is going yeah that looks really nice and eyes bigger than stomach kind of thing so easily yeah, done <laughs> easily done it is easily done so just by slowing down slow down that's the first tip um and the second the second tip is is try and stay as active as possible you you mentioned those of us who are uh, normally quite active people but also if if you're not an active person Try and move. It, it, it aids digestion for sure. So go for a walk, dance, whatever it does takes to, to get you moving, move. Um, and do something that you enjoy. You know, dance around the kitchen to your favourite Christmas chicken, oh. whatever it is. Um, or if, if it's a family tradition to go for a walk before dinner or after dinner, whatever, do it. Do it. Embrace it. Enjoy it. You know, enjoy being with the family. And, and so move when you can. And if it's waiting for the kettle to boil so you can top up the, the, the gravy, do some squats. I've got a client that actually does does squats <laughs> while waiting for the kettle to boil. So. But not when everyone else is in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. Well, they just go. Oh, yeah, oh, there we go. Yeah, that's, it, you just get accepted as that's what you do, and then you might actually other people might other do people it. join in. Yes, yeah, have absolutely. a big squat session. And just hope the kettle doesn't take yeah. too long to boil. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think during lockdown, that's where actually so many people then went out walking because mm. it was one of the few things we could do. That was a one of the benefits actually was getting outside, not just to, to appreciate nature, but it got people out, got people moving. And, and as you, you just said, the family walks, yeah. I think it was lovely sort of multi-generational where they kind of just getting outside and, and doing things on your doorstep. Uh, and those of us lucky enough to live in the countryside, there's, there's so many walks, so many walks from front doors. But if you're not lucky enough to have that, then in, in, cities or wherever you there's parks there, mm-hmm. there are places you can go you know, or get in the car and, and head to the countryside um because yeah there's a more science if you experience green greenery whilst or out on a walk then your stress levels come down which is why again i'm going back to japanese but japanese yep. are great at this they they prescribe forest bathing for stressed out yeah. individuals now i've come across that i was just wondering if i could get away with sitting down and looking at my christmas tree and saying well it's green it, you, <laughs> it will reduce stress no matter what it is if you can't get outside because it's, it's chucking down with rain or whatever look out the window and see see yeah. the daylight see the green and that that will reset that's your brain really that's that's good to know i think especially with this horrible dark months at the moment that's really important and and one of my favorite things about moving is if you go up and down stairs for six minutes, just walk up and down stairs for six minutes, it has the same effect on your brain as a shot of espresso. There you go. Ooh. Now that's the a good one, isn't it? Can you effect. do that and have coffee at the same time? If you want, to be, double, if you want to be double energised. <laughs> Absolutely buzzing. Oh, that's brilliant. And what's on your third tip? Um, one thing that we, we all guilty of, I suppose, is we, we try to be perfect in what we do. Um, when better is is good enough and more than is more than good enough and so yeah we, we you know we're bouncing from supermarket to family do to nativity play whatever it is um and we're rushing around rushing around and so it's oh i can't be i can't eat the food i want to eat well if you eat as healthy as you can when you can that's better than cutting everything out and feeling guilty because you haven't been able to eat as perfect as a perfect person would do mm. and so yeah Aim, aim for better just aim for better all the time and that's that's the key as, as i said earlier just doing those small things constantly aiming for better instead of perfect because we can't be perfect i like that your mantra really runs through everything everything you 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 teach and do and and represent as well because yeah. i always think um, in business there's the 
sort of common saying, isn't it? It's progress, not perfection, because it's really easy. And it's the same thing. It's really easy to go. It's not quite right yet. I'm not going to launch this new product or whatever it might be. But actually a bit like this, just aim for better, aim for better rather than perfect. And in in that case, you know, you just just do do it when you can. And it's the same as when with with fitness or in business sense, I'm going to wait for perfect time. There's never a perfect time. So just do what you can when you can and, and keep on doing it. And that that'll be that'll be good. What about things like snacks? Because I know that um, it's really easy, isn't it? When you, you're, as you say, you're aiming for better rather than perfect, but you're out and about, you're hungry yeah. and, you want, and you need something right now. Have you got any tips on what sort of snacks we should be looking for? Or just, just again, being, being mindful, as I mentioned it earlier, being mindful about what you're going to be doing. So you, you know you're going shopping, you know you're going to the kids' nativity play, you know you're, you're going to visit somebody and you know it's going to be tough. So be mindful of that. Maybe pack some snacks, some fruit, some water, and take that with you. Or if you can't or you've forgotten, of course we're human, we will forget, then don't beat yourself up. But be mindful of, of what you're eating. You said earlier, you know, it's so easy just to reach for the tin of chocolates and, and, and eat while you're watching TV. And that's, that's the mindless eating. It's be mm. mindful and say, yeah, okay, I'm going to have a chocolate or two and then I'm going to put the tin yes. away. Um, out of reach because that's the other thing somewhere where you think oh, I've got to get up to get that yeah so you, you see you don't because innate, <laughs> we're innately lazy right? so, <laughs> as, as, as a species I'm sure are. you're not but I am <laughs> no, as, as a species we are innately lazy which yeah. is why we've, we've come up with all these gadgets to help us not do things and, and not be physically active which is why we then now have to actually have personal trainers and what have you whereas in the past we yeah. didn't and tip number four tip number four um, it involves using your hands um, well, we've all got those. We've all got them. Yep. We take them with us everywhere. And so it's it's much, much easier than counting calories. Um, because, and, and counting calories is a real faff because we can, depending on how the food is processed or cooked, depending on our gut microbiome and, and other things, the calorie value that you might see on a, on a tin of tomatoes or whatever can be out by up to 90%, which is a huge, really? yeah, huge variance. So... If you and I had a tomato, chopped it in half, it was identical halves, and it was just a raw tomato, and you ate half, I ate half, the number of calories that we'd both get out of it would be different because our gut microbiomes are different, our genomes are different. So, Oh, you've just blown my mind. So <laughs> it's, counting calories is a faff, it's really hard to do, and it's wildly inaccurate. So why not be better instead of perfect? And your hands, you take them with you everywhere, and they're roughly proportional to your size, Donald Trump aside. <laughs> um, so let's use them. So if you think of your pro- protein portion as your palm, size of your palm, palms now. yeah, the size, <laughs> the size of your palm and the and the, the thickness of your palm. That's your protein portion. Um, your, your carbohydrates is what you can fit in a cupped hand. So not not a lot, not a lot. But then your vegetables are your fist. Right, yeah, the size okay. of your fist, yep. and there's protein and carbs in your vegetables, which we we always think of oh, carbs is just rice or bread or whatever. Well, there's protein, and, and people think of protein as as meat or cheese or what have you. But if you're a vegan, you don't think of that kind of thing mm. because there's so much. In, there's there's up to three grams of protein in a head of cauliflower. Again, you just could, you've got to know where to look, haven't yeah. you? And sort of um, and, and I suppose. This, this comes back to what we said right at the beginning, the whole knowledge. Where do you find that knowledge? Well, you often find it on the internet. 
that then gets confusing. So yep. actually, I love this concept of just, just using your hands. Just using yeah. your hands. And, and the last thing, so we've talked about um, protein, we've talked about vegetables, we've talked about carbohydrates. Vegetables are, in, are a little bit of an anomaly because they're not a macronutrient, but we fit them in there anyway. And the last macronutrient is, is fat. And fats are good. People think fats have been mm-hmm. demonised for years, but we don't need to eat too much of it because they're quite calorie dense. So we use our thumbs because if we stick our... Thumbs up, thumbs are good, fats are good, right? Okay. Gets the thumbs up, gets the thumbs up from me. So depending on your goals, depending on your your size, depending on physiology, male, female, from a biological point of view, depends on how many of each of those. Now, I try to have at least two of everything in, in each meal. Okay, but you're doing a lot of exercise. I'm doing a lot of yeah. exercise. If I was building, if I was doing hard workouts all the time, then I'd probably increase my protein and carbohydrate load um, and maybe keep my fat levels the same. But it's, it's, it's just playing with those variables and finding what works best for you because, again, everyone's different. But rule of thumb is if you're, if you're uh, male from a biological point of view, then try two of everything. If you're female from a biological point of view, try one of everything and see how that works for you. If you're hungry still, add a little bit more next meal. But, again, it's, it's, it's it, what, whatever works best for I you like this so it's protein is the palm of your hand mm-hmm. vegetables is a fist yes your cupped hand is a serving of carbs and this is a serving as in for each meal yep. and then your thumb equals fats yes. um i know that you've got a little diagram of this and i'm just wondering if we can perhaps share it somewhere because i think this is going to be really useful especially at christmas i'm just picturing my plate of turkey and potatoes and everything <laughs> i think i might just park it that time but it's on the run-up to christmas yeah. this is just because it's really easy it's balanced it's good and um as you, you know, as yeah. we said and, you've and got your hands with you and, and what you've just mentioned there is it is going back christmas is part of our culture and we will overeat it's, it's part of what we do and people have an all-or-nothing mindset and it's, it's very much I've messed up. I've eaten all that. I feel <gasps> yes. really guilty. Oh, no. Guilt, guilt, no, guilt. Don't worry yeah. about it. It happens. You're human. Brilliant. Get on with it. Park it, as you just said, and get back to what you were doing. Yeah. And go for a walk. <laughs> and go for a walk. And one, one meal is not going to ha- you know, hamper your progress, no. whatever it is, towards your goals. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, have you got any more tips for us? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple these. more. You've mentioned vegetables there. You know, Let's go big on vegetables. Vegetables are great. As I said, they, they, they contain protein, they contain carbohydrate, and when you... If, depending on how they're cooked they contain a lot of water as well um so you don't you know people i hate brussels sprouts i hate brussels sprouts people say you know that's it depends on how they're cooked right so if you if you have i don't know brussels sprouts are a cabbage but if you went red cabbage instead of brussels sprouts and added some orange juice and some some uh bit of spice to that suddenly you've got a really tasty dish yeah and so it depends on how you cook your vegetables so some people love just steaming vegetables some people love adding some some flavors to that by adding some some uh, spice or whatever to it. So it, it depends on how you, how you cook it. But love your vegetables because they they are a great source of protein, carbohydrate, and water and fiber, which is really yes. important to us. So that's that's great. And I mentioned water there. The last top tip number six is stay hydrated. It's so easy with the heating on and eating salty food, which is big at this time of year. I think and pig, a glass of pigs something. And, that pigs and blankets yeah. and, and a glass of fears, whatever. It's, it's very easy to, to get dehydrated, in which case our brains and bodies don't work properly. So why not start the day off with a, with a glass of water? Just a, 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 whatever size it is. I mean, I start it every day, no matter what day of the year, with a pint of water. Because then I know my body's, 
my brain's going to be working effectively because we need water in our brain, but also the body's going to be working really well and I'm ahead of the curve as far as, far as getting hydrated. Get goes. it in early. Get it in early. And some, people, some people don't like plain water. Fair enough, great. Add a little bit of lemon juice or add a little bit of something to, to it, maybe if it's a sugar-free squash or something like that. Just, just add something, some flavour to it. Um, and it's so true, isn't it? So, I mean, roughly, so a pint in the morning, is there a sort of a guide to what we should be drinking? About as in yeah, roughly we should fluids. R- we should be aiming for about two liters, so that's about four pints of water a day. But that can come through many different sources: vegetables, vegetables, yeah, yeah, coffee, tea. People think coffee and tea is diuretics, but actually, we there's been scientific studies that we don't actually go to the loo that much after drinking a, a cup of coffee. It, we, the reason we do, or a cup of tea, is because we filled up our resources and we need to oh. we need to lose okay. some too much body, yeah exactly our bodies, okay. body, yeah. body reservoirs are full we need to just open the sluice gates a little bit brilliant thank you so much david those have been absolutely brilliant tips i hope that you've all got a lot out of those so um before we wrap up for the week thank you very much for joining us today on river radio let's talk business um it's been absolutely brilliant to hear about your business and and share all those sort of ins- insights and it's been and my pleasure to be here and thank you for having me Absolute pleasure. Um, Now, next week, fingers crossed, we're hoping that all three of us, that will be Lindsay, Sophie and myself, Fiona, we're hoping that we'll be in the studio for a Christmas special. We're going to be digging out those Christmas jumpers and getting the glitter out. um, And we're hoping that we're going to be able to ease you into the Christmas spirit, particularly if you're working on your own. So do join us next week for our on-air Christmas party. Remember, everyone's welcome. The more, the merrier. Um, and also we'll be taking questions if you want to email through um, just so we can discuss a topic or anything that's particularly Christmas related. The email is sophie at river dot radio. Um, so thanks for joining us today. It's been lovely to have you here, David. Thank you. Thank you again. River Radio is... Spread the word. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen. Pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping. Out on the streets, the traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the 